Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passion detaching the ones who keep acting attached to leech. I am no pastor, but actually preaching. Look up these letters and actually read them. That was where I'll begin. Had to put in work every day. We got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We- What's going on, y'all? Man, it's your main man here, Big Smitty, aka D Nice, and this is the porch. Welcome. We are here back again, man. Very, very special guest to my right. This man right here is a, is a comedian. He's a producer, a director, an actor. Uh, he can rap. He can do it all, man. The one and only Chinadu Yunaka. Welcome to the porch. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, dog. Yes, sir, man. This is nice. You like this right here? Yeah, it's not real porchy. What would you call it then? I mean, this is kind of like, I mean, it's just, it's nah, still a porch man. vibe. We got the seats, we got the drinks. Nah, this ain't no porch. Where you live? Where you, where you looking for? You looking in the back? You nervous? nice, man. This is inside of a house. <laughs> well, I knew I had a superstar joining the porch. I had to step it up a little bit. All right, well, shit, I got Crocs on. I ain't want to put you in Inglewood. I thought I was, was going to be on a real porch, man. <laughs> put on my Inglewood Crocs. <laughs> He got his elbows up, you got his feet mean? out. Look at him. He's straight, he's straight Cali over here, boy. You feel me? I thought I'd be relaxing. But yeah, this, this is cool, though, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you for joining. Now, of course, man. All right, my God. A, a question I got to ask you, man. Mm-hmm. So, listen. I, I got a lot of homies who are Nigerian. Okay. I play football with them. Oh, I got yeah. my guy, F.A. Ogunay, Scott Imakpour. Oh, wait. Got say, guy, say that name again? F.A. Ogunay, uh-huh. Scott Imakpour. That's like my brother. Scott? So the Scott part, it's two last names. It's Scott okay. Dash and Mark Poor. Mark okay. Poor is the real Nigerian yeah, facts, part facts. right there. Scott was just... Scott was, I don't know. Yeah. I got to ask Did he go by Scott sometimes? Nah, he okay. used to go by F.A. Okay, got you. He go by F.A. F-A-B-O-L-O. Yeah, you, y'all would do that? <laughs> we definitely do that every time. <laughs> so we got him. Yeah, uh-huh. my, I got my homie Osa Zuwaman. Okay. Igbenosan. Damn, that sounds like... That sounds like a delicious dish. It do. Yeah. It sounds like, like you go to a state, like maybe here. Hey, yeah. I, get, I get that uh, Igbenosa, believe. Facts. That's the steak sauce. Uh, but so I got to ask you, man, mm-hmm. why is every Nigerian I meet successful? Why are y'all so successful? Mm. Like every single, like this is almost a serious question. Like, I've not met one Nigerian yeah. who didn't have just some good stuff going on for them. Yeah, I mean, I think, because I'm going to speak from like Nigerians that were like right. born in America or that moved here. I think uh, if you think about our parents, mm-hmm. right, and where they come from and, uh, you know, the lack of opportunity sometimes that was there, um, et cetera, I think when they do get to this country, and I think it's like that for a lot of foreigners, a lot of things aren't just taken for granted, mm. right? You'll Sometimes it's hard to appreciate how good it is if you didn't come for something worse. Right. So if you came from something that wasn't as opportunistic or wasn't as fruitful, when you when you get to a place up there, yeah. I think you're more likely to just cherish it and do as much as you can to um, to grow in that in that space, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think it's too. I think like a lot of times, you know. I think we're in that a lot of people that come to this country, a lot of time it, it is. A lot of the best Nigeria has to offer as well, you know, those people that that are, you know, for leaving another, leaving a state, leaving what you did right, and tough. coming to California. That's that's a mental hurdle a person has to get over. Now, imagine leaving a country and coming to a different country. Right. Well, so that's the kind of mental strength that these people have. Right. 
right. and then we're just their we're just their children, right? And so, um, I think it's just a testimony to how smart, intelligent, and hardworking our parents are, and yeah. less about just being Nigerian. I think it's the people we actually come from. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a lot of that. It's a culture too. A lot of it, like education, just pushed mm. down our throats when we're little. That how important it is, right? Right. And so while you're learning, trying to be get all the good grades indirectly, you're learning, you know, hard work. You're learning critical thinking. You're learning discipline. You're learning punctuation. You're learning, you know, different things that can help you in any medium, right, of your life. So. It's, 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 you know, you know how it is. You, you have a sports background, right? All yep. those, you, you still, you, you're just trying to achieve in a sport. Even if you don't get there, you still accumulate so many skills that you can apply to anywhere else, to a relationship, to a job, whatever, that made you a better person. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the same thing. I think it's a lot of that. 100%, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's beautifully said. And, like, I think I, I saw either a previous podcast, mm-hmm. or it might have been a stand-up or something, where you talked about um, – your dad was kind of cool when it when it came to you deciding to go the comedy route. Like he yeah. wasn't like tripping either way. Yeah. Your mom was like she's kind of pushing the envelope. Like she wanted yeah. you to be a doctor. You have siblings that are all doctors, correct? No, 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 no. Oh. I got four siblings. Two are doctors, though. Okay. Two yeah. are doctors. The other one, uh, she was like a vice principal. Then she worked for the city of Houston. Gotcha. Now she worked for some kind of private firm. Not sure exactly what she does. I just know they they pay her nice to do it. Right, so um, to my big brother, he was always like jumping in different jobs. He was like. One time worked a probation officer for a very long time. He worked at a bank, and they, now he works in like the hotel industry. Gotcha. So yeah, but uh, my little brother and my oldest sister—they're both doctors. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess you know, talking about just the the conversation, I guess you had like when you finally, when you first made the decision, like, all right, I'm I'm gonna do this comedy thing for real. Yeah. Like, what was the conversation like when you talk talking to mom or when you presented to her? Like, just explain that to you. You know, for me, it wasn't even like I asked him. Right. for permission i just kind of started doing it and then they would hear about it you know in the from streets yeah <laughs> but at that time i was still like balancing a job yeah. right while i was still like just trying to figure out how to get paid as a comedian you how was to, a teacher right yeah i was a teacher yeah yeah that's incredible you yeah. teaching yeah leave, and you were teaching special needs yeah students yeah, yeah about to moderate special needs students like yeah. that's incredible just to do that mm-hmm. leave sometimes you know go do a show or yeah. try to do like yeah. how, how stressful was that moment in your life of just Trying to figure it out and make it all make sense. Yeah, it was exhausting, man. I was cooked, you know. The boy was cooked, man. <laughs> yeah. I would, I, I'll pull over to take naps. There's times I almost died on the freeway because that was the time I was, like, balancing grad school mm. while teaching, while doing a comedy, et cetera. You know, comedy's a nighttime thing. Then you wake right. up. And I would, like, you know, I'm giving my all to my students as well. These are people's kids. And so I took that job just as serious. Um, so it, it was tough balance it all. But the more that I learned, in this business as well, like it actually helped me prepare myself to how busy things can get when you're doing entertainment as well. There's so much work you have to do, as you know, yeah. that you're not being paid for. You know what I mean? Talk to me. To to get to a certain point that you want to get, and then when you get to that point, there's just more work waiting for you. So um, I think like those years, also my years in you know college and sports, etc. You know, it prepares you to kind of just deal with it all. You just got to be very cognizant of your time and, you know, make sure every every minute's accounted for. Man, that's real, man, because, like, I'm kind of going through that right now. Yeah. I'm in that phase where, you know, I, I got my 9 to 5, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at Fox doing my thing. Yeah. But then my passion project is, mm-hmm. is you know, your biceps. Port. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's like you got to find time to constantly curl. You know, maybe you curl at lunch. Yeah. Maybe you curl before you get to work. Try to push down. Curl under your desk, but nobody's, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
The comedian got the jokes, of course, man. But you know what? Hey, that is a part of my routine. Working out helps right. me mentally have, have clarity Bro, when I'm hey, doing stuff. At the so, very least, you did that. Yeah, I, at least. You know what I mean? That's you know the power of working out. At the yep. very least, I took care of my health, which is the, the most important thing, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, yeah. 100%, man. Tell me, like, tell me this, man. Was there ever a point in time when you were going through that, you know, you know in school, you're teaching, comedy? Whether you ever had those days where you were second guessing yourself, like, man, what am I doing? Like, bro, it's today, just work. dog. <laughs> today, waited in the dark for your ass to show up. Oh, oh man, I know you did. I know you did. We nah, can't do that as brothers nah, on I'll here. play with you. I'll play with you. Nah, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that, I think, you know, you know what? Yes, right? Um, there's like auditions you had that you really put a lot of work in and you don't get. And, um, and I think in those moments, you do have like these whatever internal thoughts or conversations with yourself. Uh, that's one thing I love about stand-up, though, because stand-up, I fully control, mm. right? I can take a silly idea I have right now, go find a stage to perform on and be cre- and feel like a creative. You know what right. I mean? Just be creative. So I think having power over something in my journey, mm. uh, full power, that has kept me to get through those, those valleys. And then also re- reminding myself that it's human. I think a lot of times when people have like these moments of doubt, they think they're the only one having these moments of doubt, right? And uh, they beat themselves over it, you know, yeah. when not realizing that's just a human condition, and it's natural for your brain to go through that, right? That just shows that you really want something, not necessarily that it's not meant for you. Right. That just shows that you really want it. And I think uh, I get excited in those moments because I'm like, man, this feels like a moment where a lot of people quit. If yeah. I could just get past this moment. It's just not that many people there no more. You know what I mean? And that's that sports background, I Facts. think. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the way you were raised, too. But playing yeah. sports, man, we know it. It's, you you got to learn how to lose. You got to yeah. learn how to deal with wins, how to go through stuff, how to yeah. push through. And I used the same thing being a football player. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I played at Ball State. You know what I'm saying? And it just the different battles and struggles I had yeah. there, I used those same learning lessons then now in the real world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like you said, I, you know, we, we work in entertainment, man. Like You, you go through those times, we like, man, like, I'm doing all this work, and yeah. I feel like I'm not getting the results that, yeah. that I deserve or I expect. Facts. And then, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, Darnell, like, like, what's next? Or do you know, like, what's your bigger goal? Or mm-hmm. how are you going to get there? And it, it's been time. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what I mean, just being in it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right? And when you run into it, you'll know it. Right? Goals change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you learn different whatever new skills etc that might lead you on a different path a lot of times the thing you want you don't really know all that that's entailed right. so when you're in it you might not even want that exact thing but maybe it's like a version of that that you're mm. actually into right, right? Yeah. you may think you want to be this but then you realize oh actually that's not the balance of living while doing that is not what i want for me right. or maybe you know everything that entailed me. I don't want to do that for that long. Maybe I want to venture into this after that. Or maybe because the climate constantly changing too. We're living in a world that's constantly changing. Right. Technology changes a lot of things. So I think it's okay to like pivot and maneuver and not knowing where exactly you want to be in five years. Hell, knowing where you want to be in two weeks is, can be difficult enough. I don't yeah. think it's necessary to overwhelm ourselves you know that's real man you know, like i said i've been in la for five years literally mm-hmm. five years ago you couldn't have told me i would have been doing what i'm doing now yeah you know, i was in a sales role back yeah. in indiana you know polo tucked in my pants you said sales role sales i'm inside sales i'm i'm, I'm worked at a recruiting oh, sales company. i like I thought she was in jail i like <laughs> see i thought she was working out 
for passion. I'm saying S A L E S not C E L E for survival. Cause I'm back in the cell, right? Nap down. You know what I mean? Far east side. Make it call. <laughs> Put some money on my books now. I want some honey buns. Yo, Dante, that's not our street. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you was in sales, huh? You was about to be a transfer. That's in there, that's in there a bar right there. See, speaking yeah. of bars, yeah. you did have speaking a rap bars. group back in the day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, nah, you know, we bring you it know up. What? Yeah. You know what? Rap group is a strong word. That's, that's the word. That's what you use. A couple of I words. did my research, player. You know what? I used to be in this rap group. My good buddy, uh, Ivan Haynes, right? Okay. Our brother as well. Um, He's an incredibly talented rapper, and he lived next door to me. Okay. Now, at that time, I was like, I was into poetry. I mean, I used to freestyle, whatever. He heard me freestyling. He approached me, hey, man, we should be in this rap group. And so that's how I started performing was through rap first. Okay, okay. And a lot of my raps were just, like, funny, naturally. And so that's when my other homeboys start putting the idea that I should consider doing stand-up as well. So, yeah, in college, it was more like a, you know, while I'm here, fuck it. Okay. But in my head, I wasn't like, I could never, it's like, I want to be a rapper, rapper. Yeah. Nah, and I was like, yeah. And back in, I don't know if I wanted to do that, but uh, it was a fun medium at that time. And, you know, I mean, hey, look, your boy, yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. Nah, some balls for me. I ain't, ain't rapping over here. Y'all got to stop freestyling. Y'all pay you? Y'all yeah. pay for that? Y'all pay you at least. You know I mean? Take care of the parking. You see? <laughs> I got you on the parking for the funny as hell. But on a serious note, though, yeah. it sounds like that is what kind of triggered the thought and idea that got you into comedy, though. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. I mean, I think it just, I think one thing it did, it, it relieved my fear of performing. Um, started doing that and then the other part was uh just like having like a really really funny friend that just thought that i should do stand-up so we still love watching it yeah and then uh just randomly one night i was actually at a talent show we finished rapping my homegirl cindy's doing stand-up okay and she bombing on stage i didn't know what bombing was but <laughs> yeah i mean it was a rough set but no matter you do good or great or good or bad, like it's funny to me. Right. The awkwardness was hilarious to me. He was in there cracking so up. So me and D are crying, from, bro, because we know her. You know what I mean? So we, we, because he cracking. I'm, think, bro, we on the weed. I'm thinking I'm helping her because we laughing. But right. We know it was laughing. Right. So she took offense to us laughing, and she's like, "Oh, Chinu, you think you funny? Would you come on stage?" My boy, D, I next to me, man. If you don't get up there, man, you a bitch. Right. So I'm like, "All right, man." So I walk on stage. I think I'm just off the high. Uh, doing of the rap performance, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like whatever, man. I already won tonight. Yeah, everybody good. know I'm not supposed to be here, so I just walk on stage. I House got no, money. You know I me, mean? house money. Yeah. I ain't got no jokes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I take the mile. Like, man, we'll give it up for Cindy, man. One more time for. Her. And then I go. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what to say. I remember it was Mother's Day weekend. Okay. Right? Okay. So I go, man. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Where all my mothers at? Right. Yeah. No one claps. I said, good, we in college, you whores. <laughs> <laughs> dropped the mic. Yeah, I dropped, literally dropped the mic, bro. I said, good night. And the whole crowd just started dying. Damn. I just walked out, sat back down. I was like, huh. I can do this. That's kind of me. Then from there on, just kind of started writing jokes and trying to figure some shit out. You know? Damn, At that time, it was just, it was just fun. Uh, then, like, later, you know, people started paying me. When I started meeting, like, really talented comedians, they would tell me that I have potential. That's when I started taking it more serious. Yeah. So shout out to Sydney. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, Cindy, yeah, shout out to Cindy for bombing that night, man, for real. You know? So, you know, my mom hates her, though. If you didn't bomb, you will be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just write one good joke, my son will be a doctor with seven kids right now. <laughs> you not funny. 
You ruined my life. <laughs> 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 hey, them Nigerian mugs do not play, man. I promise my homie, oh, yeah, my homie Fa, man. His mom, and she, I, I love her to death, but she's yeah. so she's she's firm and direct. You nice. know what I'm saying? And if you don't understand the culture, you could get offended. But me, I understand it. So I'm like, yeah. I know she's yeah. just talking. It's not like she's yeah. trying to be rude or nothing like that. Facts, this facts. is her just talking. You know like, what I'm saying? I remember one time, my boy, my boy Chucky, man. He was at, we was growing up, we was little. He came to my house, man. We all hanging out. And he goes, he was like, yo, I'm going to get uh, some water or something. Yeah. And, like, the water's on the outside. Like, yeah, go ahead. Just go to the kids, grab some water. And then my mom was in there. I guess he, like, wanted to get another snack, so he opened the fridge. Ooh. My mom was like, Lavon, what are you doing over my fridge? <laughs> Do you think this is some kind of a, 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 a game art? <laughs> <laughs> He probably was like there, like bro, I just hear a bait on him, and I was like, "Yo, chill out, bro." He, <laughs> he didn't so know, scared, bro. He, he just wanted some orange juice, man. <laughs> Pop so funny, like, bro, your mom scared the shit out of you. I mean, he ain't never touched that fridge ever again after that man. to this day. It was so funny, though, man. Uh, that's hilarious, man. In transition to the the world of entertainment and comedy, man. What would you say is the most difficult part of just the, the comedy space? You know what I'm saying? Is, is it the Getting getting the gigs is it is it the sustainability? Just like what part of it is, is, is tough? Um, the most difficult part. I don't know. I would say maybe it's a lonely, it's okay a lonely road. You mm. know what I mean? I didn't really notice how lonely it is because I, I, I don't mind being alone. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, you know, the older you are, the more you have to like juggle and things of that nature and different stuff. But uh. Yeah, it, it could be a long, it could be a lonely gig because especially like before you start bringing people with you, yeah. and you just kind of going out, going off and headlining on your own. Um, you kind of you do the show, you say what's up to the audience. You know I mean, you thank them. Then after that, you pretty much by yourself again. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's not necessarily a tough part, but I imagine for a lot of comics, that is probably one of the toughest parts. Outside of that, it's just dealing with like just random business things that. You know what I mean? You run into uh, that are kind of outside of your control. But, you know, besides that, I think, yeah, see, comedy's a, it's a beautiful art form. I think it's, I think it's a super, a super important art, art form as well. So. 100%, man. I mean, especially with all the things going on in the world, yeah. you, you need something to just make you feel good and laugh. Yeah. And uh, to that point, too, man, we, we live in more of a PC world now, PC mm-hmm. culture. Mm. And I always feel like, comedians today it's a little harder for y'all to like sometimes fully go there in certain jokes because you're kind of got to be a little safe you don't want to get canceled you want you don't want to mess with your career um i guess talk about that struggle if it even is one for you it is how you navigate between still being you and like Mm -hmm. you know crossing the line to an extent but not going too far to where you're afraid you might offend someone yeah no i understand i think for me um i just focus on like making sure my intent is good with the joke and my intent is always just to make people make people laugh i never want to make anybody or any group feel belittled yeah you know i also think think there is something to say about how you know a lot of times laughter is a way of inclusion mm. right yep. if if i feel like oh i can't talk about this thing or this person because that would be you know mean what I'm basically saying is this person isn't able to take it, mm-hmm. right? And that, I think, depending on what it is, right? I think laughter, when you're able to laugh at yourself, that's a sign that you've healed, mm. 
right? If you're not able to laugh at yourself, that means you, you have more work to do, right? right? That's not necessarily the comedian's fault that you haven't done that work, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, I think outside of that, I think another part of it is like where we have to watch what we're laughing at. Because to me, if, you know, if, um, if I say a joke and let's say it's about, I don't know, the large nipple community. Yeah. yeah right? Because they're out there. You're out there. We know you're out there, man. Yeah. I've seen some areolas. Come on now. Yeah, so if I make a joke about the large nipple community, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're enjoying yourself because yeah. you got small nipples. Right. But then I make fun of the the big pinky toe community, Ooh. and then now you're offended because you got big pinky toes. Right. You're not better than a comic on stage, right? You just, yeah. you know, everybody's, it's funny until the, the rock hit the house, yeah. your own house. Everybody got something. Yeah, I mean, so it's just. I know you always said you, you had a big head growing up. Oh, you said huge that. Head. My head bigger than yours, so I'm, I don't no, know. Ain't no, let me see, turn side. I got a big ass head, no, bro. your head is regular, bro. It's regular? Yeah. You actually need a bigger head. They don't fit your body no more. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> my body got too big. Body see, too if big I lost up. weight, though, if I was your weight, yeah. my head would look huge. Your head be, it's solid. It's solid? My head is, you know what I mean? Shake my hand, bro. You feel me? I appreciate don't, it. Don't even, even. And pause on that. Pause. Yeah, definitely pause. <laughs> you know what I mean? cut, hey, uh, cut that part, bro. <laughs> Edit that part out, man. But um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, the PC thing is real. Also, this last point about that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people aren't even, I think a lot of people aren't even necessarily offended by the joke. I think being offended itself is a brand, Ooh. right? Where it's like, you're not even generally offended. You're just trying to build fame off another person's name, being celebrity, right? If 85 people or 90 people say, I love this comedy project or special, right. if you want to get attention, you d- getting attention is not being the 91st to say you love it. Getting attention is being the 91st to say you hate it. Yep. You know what I mean? And then Because the, the news is likely to pick it up more if you say you hate it yep. because negativity sells. 100%. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of the people being offended by stuff is not even genuine. I think a lot of it's just people just trying to, everybody's trying to be famous now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We live in a world where, you know. Social media. Yeah. Your cell phone right it's a whole, here. It's a whole, whole different world now. So I think a lot of it is that too. It's a lot of it's not even genuine, you know. That's real. People just searching for it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think uh, good art is controversial art. Um, you know, so I think everybody just got to, Kind of just stay true to your voice and let the rest take care of itself. I love it, man. Uh, you mentioned, you know, everyone's trying to be famous now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one avenue of comedy that's kind of been new over the last few years is that these kind of social media comedians, right? And yeah. uh, you can make skit videos, things like that. We've seen a lot mm-hmm. of people really pop off from yeah. in that lane. You being a guy who kind of like you, you got your respect from stand up and then obviously that growing to, you know, acting and things like that. How do you feel about, about that lane? Because I feel like I get mixed emotions and mixed feelings from comedians yeah. about some of the, like the OGs. Yeah. They don't necessarily fully respect like the IG comedians as much as like a stand-up guy. Yeah. What's your just overall opinion on that, though? I, I personally love it. I think, uh, I think it puts a lot of power back into the artist's hands. Yeah. I think when you can go straight to the people and just talk to them um, or just do skits or just post your stand-up online and build your base and not wait for an outlet to choose you from a group of people to, you know, because a lot of times those choices, it's not just about who's the best. A lot right. of it's like, well, who are you repped by and who is this and what can you do for me? A lot of, a lot of that stuff you don't see. Right. So I think um, 
I think it's I think it's dope. But what I don't the only part I don't like is the perversion of the word comedian, if that makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I think comedian now has the word itself has taken on a lot of different forms and all that's great. Uh, but I think there still should be some kind of um, distinction and uh, respect saved for the stand-up comedian. It's a whole nother beast. It's a whole nother beast. A whole nother you beast. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I say everybody get your bag the way you can. There's space for everybody. But um, I think overall, I think it's a beautiful thing. I just I think it gives a lot of comics a lot more uh, a lot more power. You're able to go tour without waiting for some kind of TV thing or whatever. So that's real. I think I think it's there's more pros and cons for sure. That's real. I'm, I'm a big fan of it as well. Like I said, it's a lot of big names out there. You know, Drewski's a guy who's, who's popping right now. You yeah. know, you got people in their own lanes. Famous Lowe's is like a basketball guy. You know, everybody got their own yeah. little lane. Um, but stand-up is a whole nother beast, like you said, man. Beast, and man. Like, I, I can imagine just... No, no editing. No editing. Yeah, it's I mean, like you and, and... You know, the, the thing that trips me out, you up there raw. And listen, you might t- talk to this crew, mm-hmm. and they're cracking up. They love it. Yeah. You take the same, you know, uh, uh, jokes, go to... Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and depending on the crowd, the market, mm-hmm. maybe they're they not feeling it. And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, like, I've always just wondered, like, how do y'all adjust in those moments? I'm sure if you, it's been time you're on stage, it's like the first couple minutes, you're like, okay, this crowd ain't really yeah. vibing with this type of, do you just pivot, like, on the spot, or you just kind of just take the L and just finish what you already going to do and, yeah. and keep it pushing? Seth, stand-up is a beautiful art, because I think it's, it's a tough art mm-hmm. for this reason, where every show is essentially prepping you for the next show, mm. right? Yeah. Stand-up is one of the few art forms where you can't get good privately. If I'm a musician, I could get good privately. Studio, yeah. In a safe space, studio, tweak my sound, whatever, until I'm ready to show you my finished product. Stand-up is like, no, I need to take my raw product, yeah. do it in front of you based off your response, then retool and prep for the next show, right. et cetera, et cetera. So... I think it's not about necessarily like just flaming out on a joke and just moving on. I say, no, finish it so you can figure out why doesn't it work for this audience? Because yeah. if, in my opinion, a joke should be able to work anywhere, right? So if it, if it doesn't, if it only works for like a real, you know, niche, market, niche yeah. market, then it's not ready, in my opinion, or it could be a, it could be a lot better. So I think I always tell comics that like the joke is not ready, man. Like stop blaming the audience. The audience ain't laughing. The joke's not ready. It could be a better joke. So you, right? You know what I mean, so on you. A, a punchline, a, a synonym for a punchline is surprise. Mm. Surprise is legit. You can't help but laugh. You can't, you can't fake a laugh. Yeah. So if I wanted to, you know, the comic can't get it out of you. The word just got to be, you know. I think my background in poetry made me respect words. Like, the words got to be placed in the right order at the right time, and you will get the reaction you want. You know, if you That's if you're not, it doesn't burst, and then it's not done. That's real, man. I, I, you know, obviously preparing for this this, this interview, or this episode, I was listening mm-hmm. to some of your, your older work and stuff like that. You you had a joke, and I can't remember the it, spot on, so yeah. forgive me. But it was something along the lines of like y- your side piece you hadn't heard from her in a long time, and you mm-hmm. were getting concerned about if, if where she was at or what was going on, and you said something like, 
You thought uh, you thought maybe she tore her ACL. Okay, see, first of all, fix it, fix it for me, fix it for me. It wasn't no side piece. Okay, let's be clear about this. It's a porn star joke. Porn star joke. This man said side. Me about to get in trouble, man. Oh no no no! Listen, baby, he he don't know what he's talking about, man. Porn star joke. That's what it was. A porn star joke. He said it was was such and such. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and he said I was concerned about it. I thought he tore it. I was in the car cracking up the other day. I said he tore her ACL. Yeah yeah. It's such a stupid line, but it's uh, hilarious. It is, yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny <laughs> line, bro. But that's facts, and I, I think, I think, like for example, that line itself. A lot of my jokes, um, a lot of lines come out for me, riffing on stage too. What I call writing on stage, mm-hmm. right? Where I might have a joke that's working, but I'm always trying to find ways to improve it. So I'll just be in the moment and I'll just be riffing. Yeah. And then if I get like a big response from my audience, I'll keep it gotcha. for the next show. You know what I'm saying? Now was a part of the joke. There's parts, I have jokes that are like five minutes long where the beginning came three years ago, the middle came two days ago, the ending, I already had that a year ago. And piece it all together. together. I'm always tinkering, tinkering, different. Some jokes kill at the beginning of a show. Some jokes, you know, kill harder at the end, right? Sometimes where you do the joke matters as well. So it's it's a fun, I like comedy because it's like a puzzle. It's a constant puzzle that you're just messing, messing with you know, to try to just make it a better experience for the audience. That's fire, man. Yeah. And I, I know you love it when you, when you put that puzzle together and you yeah. see the and you see see success oh, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. that like that was your baby that yeah. you produced. It's yeah. like, damn, you know. Um, they, get, you know. they get tired of it. You yeah, yeah, you want to move on. Yeah. You know, some comics, some comics, you know, they do the same thing over and over. There's pros to that because when you finally tape it and put it out to the world, it's leaping off your body. It's great, yeah. But I always had a good and bad habit of constantly wanting to just play around and find new material, especially like something that no one's ever talked about, like no one's ever done a poor star retirement joke. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's why I went that route, just because it's never been touched. That's my first know? time hearing. I've heard a lot of comedy. I've yeah. never heard that joke. So yeah. that, that, that is fair. Yeah. Um, before we, we go to our, our final uh, segment here, man, you've done a lot, man. You, you're someone, I told you at the intro, you were a true definition of a hustler. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you were focusing on stand-up, but you, you, you wrote for others. You've been in different films and shows like Insecure, I, Abbott Elementary. I used to cut hair in high school. No, you didn't. Yep. In the locker You messed with the Clippers? Yeah. You look, look at You can't fake that. Let me see. You can't fake ain't, ain't that. Ain't too much shaking on, in, in the wrist. You see that? So you can draw then, too, then. I could draw a little bit. Because every barb I know is nice with the, with the straight could, lines. It's about in, lines. In school, I used to check my textbooks. You got them? Just... <laughs> Drawing everywhere, bro. You know what I mean? Damn. On public on school material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this, I don't own this. But I was that nice, they didn't get mad. They're like, you know what? Usually we suspend you for some shit like this. Right, right. But this, this is it's a, so good. It's a nice eagle. So you tell me you can draw. Yep. You can cut hair. Mm-hmm. You can do stand up. Yep. You can act. Facts. Produce. Yep. Write. Mm-hmm. When Di- I'm, direct? When I'm, I could direct. I'd be directing shit. <laughs> can you rap? Yes, I can rap. Sit. I can rap. Now the, the main question. Though, when I'm on a date, I'll be listening. Can you throw down in the kitchen? Keep it real. Plantains. Look, my mother and my father could cook their ass off. I asked about you. I'm their son. I'll leave it at that. Now, do I do I show those <laughs> skills often? No. You said you went to Postmates earlier, brother. Yeah. On camera. No. But I do know what I'm doing when I do it. But it has been a while. It has, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep it a buck. It's, it's the board. It's moment. the board. Okay. It's right. You know what I mean? The skills sometimes get a little rusty. God gave us Uber right? Eats for a reason. 
He did do that. So my schedule is crazy. So Postmates, me and Postmates, we are very familiar with each other. Okay, okay. That is the Y'all close. All of my expenses <laughs> end of the year, where I be like, <laughs> that Postmates bill be crazy. Yeah, because uh, I be tipping. You know what I mean? I be tipping you my driver, tipper? man. I, I didn't say I'm a great tipper. I be tipping. Tip okay. Why don't you give him something? I mean, I don't. I know people who don't tip at all. So I'm just, exactly. I'm sorry. So okay. I, man. I'm giving you flour. I'm putting no amount on it now. I be tipping. You man. call me. You did something early. You call me early. I got to make sure I throw it back at you. That's all nah, I'm so, saying. So, man. So, yeah. so yeah, man. Uh, I cooked a little bit, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, I be hustling, man. Got you, man. Nah, so, I love that, man. Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of all the, the different dope projects you've been a part of, mm-hmm. you know, the house party, Apple Elementary, the writing, what's been your favorite thing you, you have produced you know, or been a part of to this point? My favorite thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man, because mm-hmm. I think for, like, every moment in time when I was at that project, I was genuinely wholeheartedly grateful and enjoying mm-hmm. the experience. So... Uh, I think every opportunity, it serves a purpose. It gives you more confidence along your path. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a testament to the work you put in at that moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I could choose, like, any single moment, but... Everything just kind of been... Yeah, everything just, you know, it's been, 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 yeah. been a present. I think by me, my first time doing an hour on stage that was a very special moment for me mm-hmm. um so i think yeah i think that was probably like one of my favorite moments of, of my career just doing an hour i think it was like cal state northridge and uh they asked me to do an hour I'd never done it before but instead of running from the the challenge that's kind of like pulled all my jokes together yeah mapped it out and, and like it went really really well so i think that was like a a big moment for me but outside of that nah every every project was great yeah, I loved them all. It was all great for different reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I can't. It's really, honestly, truthfully, it's really hard to pick one. Nah, yeah. man. Hey, I love it, man. I love it. So, we're going to move on to our final segment here. I got to pull yeah. the phone now. Just kind of our quick hitter. These are just random, fun, you mm-hmm. know, type questions that I got to get, get your opinion on. So, yeah. we're going to start off first with a quick this or that. Okay. Real simple, real quick. So, the first one. Uh-huh. Writing jokes or performing jokes? Performing. In and out or fat burger? In and out. That's a little too fast for me. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram or MySpace? Instagram. Ooh. Easily. MySpace was fire. MySpace was limited, the motherfucker. Create your own profile. You get about you get the top eight, top twelve, top fifteen. Man, that was stressful as fuck. That it top was eight, stressful though. Niggas be like, oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> God damn, nigga. Hey, your top eight, bro. I was doing there, but Tom had to be on, had to be on there. Yeah, so that's man. More. Top eight was stressful, bro. Stressful I used to wake up early to rotate, and give niggas a chance. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was too much. <laughs> niggas a Top chance. eight, can you imagine? Right now on Instagram, how to eight. choose eight people to? Ooh, it'd be salty. These my favorites. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. Like, yeah, if you're not bad. on here, I don't really That's bad you. business practice, man. It's kind of like when you get married, cause <laughs> you got you got you got, you got your you got your people with you. You know, stand up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same concept. Yeah, I would have to have if my is still around. I would have to have eight kids. Just so no one so is you can't offended. really say nothing. Like, bro, it's family, bro. Right. It's bloodline. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Okay. Let me, uh, all right, move forward. These are more short, short mm-hmm. answer questions. So, okay. Describe the, the worst ass whooping you ever took growing up. I'm assuming, I don't, well, let me, let me mm-hmm. say, did you get whoopings growing up? Yeah. Okay. But rarely. Okay. Because I was a fourth kid. Okay. By oh, that was, time. Okay. He was a little spoiled. Parents burnt out, bro. 
tired, a little older. Sister raised me, damn near. Mm. You know what I mean? She probably would be more out. She just, she just give me a look, and I'll, <laughs> I'll straighten up. But yeah, probably, probably, uh, maybe like fourth grade, and that was because I forced my mom's signature Ooh. on like this parent form. Come on, man. So yeah, that was probably the worst. That's my ears. Never grew up fully. What? Yeah, she pulled me on my ears, lifted me off my feet that day. I didn't even and my know ears that. stopped growing in the fourth grade, bro. I really believe that's why they stopped, because people were calling me out. I didn't even know that so you said. Now yeah, I'm looking at like, be like hey, Chin, you ain't got no earlobes. They are a little different. I'm like, yeah, low key. Damn. I, I got cartoon ears. I got I don't <laughs> play. Mom don't play, man. Mom don't play. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Can actors fall in love on set? Uh, I mean, it's happened. I imagine it's happened, especially if you if you're single. Right, well, of course, yeah, of course. Single, I'm not so, this ain't about you. Yeah. I, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, this, yeah. This no, I'm just saying in general. I'm saying in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. I imagine it could happen. It's not even about, oh, because we had a kissing scene together. It's not about that. I think it's the amount of time you spent, mm. you know, um, with another person. It's just like any other job. Coworkers yeah. marry each other all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Niggas working at UPS get married right now, bro. <laughs> Moving boxes together. Yeah, shit. Proximity is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, we can relate, you know what I'm saying? Facts, talking about the same shit. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about the same things, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of dead time yeah. when it comes on acting, yeah. right? You know, you know, The Rock be like, yeah, I wake up at 4 a.m., I get two workouts in, then I hit set, and I'm there for seven hours. Well, he don't tell you. He only worked for one hour. Right. All set, bro. <laughs> Six hours. We over there chilling on the chilling phone. Chilling that trailer, shit. bro. <laughs> I hate you when I go to the weight room. Did I get to set? Tell them what you did on set, right? Come on, man. <laughs> Ain't no way you doing that, right? Seven. I mean, can't get to set from seven to, to two thirty. Mark Wahlberg got like a crazy schedule like that too. Where it's like yeah, it's seven to twelve. I'm doing nah, this twelve to one. I got like, act, bro. Act ain't is, no fucking way. Actors be chilling on set, man. They be chilling. Yeah, man. Oh, if man. you ain't doing, you know, you ain't playing a Joker. Yeah, man. You ain't playing a Joker. <laughs> that boy, Joker was on the stair step like this. Yeah, he was facts, dancing. Facts, facts, that was that was facts. a hell of a role, man. Okay, last one right here, man. I need you to, need you to look into that to your camera, okay, and explain what makes Trader Joe so great. <sighs> take your time, take your time, but it's deep. I think what makes Trader Joe's so great, coming from where I come from, I think it's just uh, it's it's a it's a it's a step up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's fresher produce. You know, it's less GMOs. Mm. Uh, it feels like vacation. Ooh. Everybody's wearing Hawaiian shirts. Preach. You kind of forget you at the grocery store. Where you at? You feel like you you might be in Bali. You know, maybe Jamaica, man. So uh, I think that would make Trader Joe's the best. Uh, the lines are very confusing. Ooh. You know, you could kind of cut people. It's, it's it's a culture. No one gets mad because there's no real there's no real postage of anything. You know what I mean? Uh, and Trader Joe's usually a nice area too, man. So you can yeah. get your little, do your groceries. Then you can also take a nice long walk, mm. see the area, meet a baddie, Whew. show her the owls. And be in shape in there. How it works. <laughs> a lot of different cashews and variations. So that's what that's why I love Trader Joe's the most, man. Hey, man. You said that beautifully, man. Thank that's, you, brother. That's a mic drop right there. Man, I get these niggas a free commercial, bro. Come on now. They need to sponsor God, you. Man, sponsor us. God damn it, Trader Joe's. Give me some. Can't believe they got that out of me, man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Hey, but man, my brother, I appreciate you, man, for pointing up to the porch, man. It's no been doubt, an man. honor. Say the uh, porch, man. It, it, it's the elegant porch, Change man. Change the name. We, we moving up, man. This the, <laughs> this the what? The patio? What you yeah. call this? The, the, it's the lounge now. It's the lounge? Right. Okay, the lounge. It's nice. Right? 
It might be the it might be the lounge. Sure. Take this shit home. Well, hey, I knew I had a superstar coming on here, so I said, let mm-hmm. me go ahead and leave the porch and make it to the lounge. <laughs> so, my brother, though, on a serious note, I think what you're doing is incredible, man. I appreciate you know, it. definitely got a you know a new fan in me and mm-hmm. all of our porch fans. Um, take the time here to shout out anything you're doing or want to promote. It's kind of your time to uh, do your thing. Uh, I would just say check my website, uh, Chin E D U U N A K A, and um, check out. Any dates I have coming up that you can pull up to, that'd be great. Um, I got some more projects coming out in the near future, so just keep an eye on that. Follow me on IG. That's Chin E D U U N A K A. I might make a stage name, but uh, until then, mm. just just follow your boy, man. Stay up to date. You heard what he said, yep. man. Follow him. What does your name mean, real quick? It means let my faith guide me. My last name means uh, famous. Man, my faith guide me. Mm-hmm. Famous. No yeah. wonder you successful, boy. Nah. My name is Darnell Smith. Hey, What's the fuck? That's a good name. I'm done. I know some, every Darnell I've ever met in my life, solid. Solid? Solid, man. Are you successful, though? Big Schmitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to the top, dog. With these oils, man. With these oils. Shit. Break your, break your way in. Yes, sir, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to bust my way in, man. Pause. <laughs> hey, man, make sure y'all subscribe. Y'all hey, like. <laughs> Leave hey, a review. Yo, we fouled out, man. And uh, appreciate y'all for <laughs> tuning in to the porch, man. Hey, my guy, tune in, follow him, and we out. Peace. Catching the ones who keep acting attached to leech. I am no pastor, but actually preaching. Look up these letters and actually reach. That was where I began. Had to put in work every day. We got it in. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We... Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.